Welcome to our Pini. This is our the best. We're going to do a short Nakuda about the month of other. And the short Nakuda is, um, if you knew that you wanted to make something work in life, you wanted to invest your energy in something, not just invest your money, but invest your energy in a, a new way of being, um, an upgrade, a project, financial investment, how would you know when the best time would be to do it? You don't, right? You know, how do you how do you know? So comes along an interesting concept. It says that in the month of other, if you're going to invest, if you're going to buy a house, if you're going to start a project, start a diet, you name it, do it in the month of other. Because as it says, other. If you want your investment to grow, plant it in other. So that means that we have these 30 days to supercharge all the things that we always feel like, I wish I could do that, or I wish I just... Mm-hmm. So jump in and do it now at this point. Jump in and do it now and invest, and invest your energy. So now, why is that? What is it about other that makes it the time to invest? So some people, by the way, will find that things just come to them in the month of other. How do you know whether to say yes or no? When something is coming to you, opportunities come. You never know, should you say, should you say yes or no? So how do you decide? The truth is that in general, if we look into Tyra, it will tell us yes or no. It's not always so clear. But but imagine if an opportunity comes to you in the month of other. Should you take it or not? What's the answer? Yes. Right, because it's the month of other. Then you know it'll grow. If it's an opportunity that you don't want to grow, well, obviously don't go with it. But if it's something that if you feel if this thing grew and it went somewhere, that would be a good thing. Well, you're in the right 30 days. Then you know when you should... Then you know, grab these opportunities that are coming to you and other. Now, why? It says the following. Other um, b'marim Hashem. Meaning that other is the word, means kiyum v'chayzek. Why is it called other? From adir. It's strong. Kiyum means it's going to last. So, again, if I'm going to invest myself in this, I don't, I don't want, I don't have patience for these fly-by-night things. That's not going to call an investment. I'll do it. But I want something that I know, you know, you have $20,000. You want to invest it. You want it to be, you don't want the, the, the stock to crash. You want to know that it's a solid investment. Good. So there is a strength. What makes that investment a better investment? Something happens to the investment? No. Something happens to this business deal that comes to you? No. Some, it's the time that you do it in, that infuses it with this energy. Something happens to, now I finally came up with the best diet, the best way of eating. Why didn't I think about it before? It's not that. It's simply when I decide to invest it, it can last. It has kiyum and chayzik. It's strong, and it has a certain lasting possibility. So that means, now, again, why? Why? Our mazel is very strong in the month of other. So in this month, what is emphasized? The strength of a yid. The chayzik and the taikaf of a yid. 
we're called Adirim. We are the strong ones. We are the ones. We are the eternal ones. We're called Adirim. Adirim Eli Yisrael. Adirim Kochese Bam. Other from the word Chayzet So what are we strong in? We are given this strength in our relationship with Hashem. Now, why is that important? Because the only way we get anywhere. All the other power that we get fizzles out in the end, if we look at the world today, fizzles out in the end, because it's not coming from an eternal true source. So it it can be really sparkly for a long time, and then all of a sudden it crashes. The only thing that doesn't crash is that power that comes straight from Hashem, that that strengthens our relationship with Hashem. Hashem. Now, okay, so what's, what's the end... What's the most extreme example of a, a Jew's powerful connection with Hashem? It's called Messiris Nefesh. It's called Messiris Nefesh. That, in other words, when you have a Yid who's eating the cheeseburger on Yom Kippur, driving in his convertible car with this and this and this girlfriend, and he's quite comfortable doing it. We always say this. And he's very comfortable doing it. How is he willing to, if somebody threatens him and says, give up your Judaism in whatever form would would speak to him, how is it that he would be willing to throw all that stuff away that he's very comfortable with? He's got to be looking at something even more powerful and more real. At that second. He never knew about it. What's that? His relationship with Hashem suddenly jumps at him in living color, and he suddenly sees it as what it is. This is the only real thing. This is the only powerful thing. This is where my true power comes from, and this is the only thing that will ever last. And all of a sudden, all the things that he's been worshipping all his life start to fade and pale compared to this at that moment perceiving for the first time in his life this relationship with Hashem. So what's he going to do? Give up everything. He's going to give up everything. He's going to be ready to give up his life. Because right. even his physical life is, you know, all of a sudden at that moment appears as a detail. Literally a detail. So, um, and why? Why is it that in the month of other, all of a sudden, wow, I see it that way? Because, well, that's, tomorrow maybe we'll explain about why Purim comes in the month of, of, of other. Well, okay, let's, let's go into that for a minute now. Okay. Why would Purim come in the month of other? It's exactly that. We suddenly saw, we, we have to, an awakening. Okay, an awakening. And remember, what was it on the heels of? When when Ahasuerus invited us to the party, we thought that was pretty good. And we felt that he's going to give us power, and that's going to be pretty good if he gives us this power. So why would we then, we were so excited about going to the party, a party. Why would we, at that point, give it all up? It happened in the month of other. So here's the question. That confrontation, that what's, what Chaim Pata call it, core to core 
culture confrontation. It's not a culture. That confrontation that a Jew will have sometimes once in his life and sometimes many times in his life where he has all the things in the world that make, that make him feel powerful, all the things that feed him, and then suddenly he comes face to face with his true power for Hashem, from Hashem, and all of a sudden everything changes. That happens at the time of Purim. To what extent did it happen? It happened to the extent that for one entire year, not one Jew considered changing his mind for one entire year. And what was the whole Messiah? What were we supposed to do? Haman said, there are Ivrim and there are Yehudim. The Ivrim are the more secularized Jews. If I tell them to bow down, they'll bow down if you need to. The Yehudim are the ones mighty Bukhala's Karakula. They will not bow down. So basically, the rule was then at that point in history, how about being one of the Ephraim? Play the game. Compromise a little in order to save your life. Who does that? Every normal person in the world does that. I always say every year when I teach this, once I read the book Hawaii that talks about all the different civilizations, and every single civilization it was excavation, and every single civilization would be told that they have to give up their religion, so they would fake it, look like they're giving up their religion, and then when the enemy left, they would go back to their religion. And this woman said to me, I don't understand it, except for the Jews. They wouldn't even fake giving it up. What's wrong with them? She didn't understand it. Why not? Because normal people, regular people in this world, will will draw the line at a certain point and say, no, this we don't do. They'll draw, in other words, I'm not, normal people in the world will say, I like God. And I like to, I, I like to have him lead, lead my life. But at, there comes a point when if God is, this is a, a regular person in the world, if God is going to ask me to do something that is just too tough for me, I'll say, God, thanks, but we're, I think we have to, we have, we have to close off our relationship now. I'll go my way, God, and you go your way. You know, it's nice to, it's, it's, I'm not willing to die for you. Basically, for the rest of the world, normal is, God, if you give me what I need, I will continue to serve you. And at some point, if you make it too tough, God, I will stop. Now let's think about a Jew. A Jew is the exact opposite. A Jew gets to a point where he's saying, I don't know why I'm doing this, and I don't know why I refuse to disconnect from, from Hashem, but I can't, I can't help myself. Right. So we're the opposite of everybody else. Everybody else normal in the world would, when they were facing this problem in Purim, would have said, when, when Haman said, you guys are all, there's an annihilation plan, God forbid. And any other nation would have said, okay, okay, tell us what to do to save ourselves. That's called regular people in a regular world. Enter the Jew. He's not a regular person. He's in a regular world, but he's not a regular person. 
he does the opposite of everybody. I'm going to say that every bug shuba probably has experienced that their family at some point said to them, everybody does it this way. You have to do the opposite. Yeah, you ever hear that? You have to do the opposite. No, that is just me. Hundred percent. Why? Why do you have to be exactly? Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. In a normal world, normal people at some point say this is too extreme. You know, God is nice, but God is love. Love is nice. You know, etc. But enough is enough. Only the Jew, the Jew can spend his whole life saying enough is enough. I'm not doing it. And when it comes to the crucial moment, he's the only one who's going to be willing to give his life up. And he's not a person who believes in giving your life away, God forbid. Our purpose here in this world is not to give our lives away, God forbid. It's just to get to that moment where we say, Hashem, everything I will do, I will, I will, I will not let go of my relationship with you. And there are many Jews who say, I didn't even know I had a relationship with you. Not only do I not, there are many Jews who say, not only did I not know I have a, had a relationship with Hashem, I don't actually believe he exists. Right? And yet that God that they don't believe exists, and they make fun of everybody else for believing in that God, as there comes a moment when they're ready to give their lives up to the Hashem. That Kayach permeates the whole month of other. And there's a reason, because it's, it's from my Shabbat What's birthday. What's that thing when you the people who believe that, in, that they come from the monkeys or something? What's it oh, I don't know. And what's it called again? People who believe they come from the monkeys. That no, no, no. You know that whole thing? Oh, uh, oh, oh uh, yeah, I forget. What's it, what's it called again? I don't know, but anyway, right, so people believe it. Like the, like, right. you know, like, what's it called? I don't know. <laughs> so here's here's the Indian from Maisha Rabenu. We on his birth in his birthday month. We have the kayak to stand to suddenly see in front of our eyes what has power, what has chayzik, and what has taikas. There's only one thing that has chayzik and taikas. That's Tyra and Hashem. Power, real power. So the entire month is permeated with that kayak of Nasiris, that, 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 that permanence of the real, 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 real permanent thing. The real, real, real thing. The entire month is permeated with it. Mm-hmm. Which explains why, and we'll sum this, this up, that when it came to the story of Purim, because it was a story, it, it, it happened in the month of Adar, that is the reason that what did we do? It says if you want your investments to, to grow, plant them in the month of other. We did want our investments to grow. We did. What is it that we planted that other in the story of Purim? The real, real, real Purim story? What did we plant? We planted in all of the Jewish people forever and ever and ever the ability to stand up al Kiddush Hashem. The ability for Kiddush Hashem we planted we stepped up to that level as an entire nation. Mention one time in history where the entire Jewish... Okay, I believe, right. Mention one time in history when the entire Jewish people, as an, with, without one exception, all stood ready for Kiddush Hashem together. There's no other time. It doesn't exist. 
And it was that one time, that's why we see, the Rebbe Rayats came along and said, that moment in history, it was planted in other, we want to, that is the one that will grow forever. Every single Jew, and that's why the Rebbe Rayats said a mimer based on the entire situation that happened at Purim, and pulled that Kayach into the generation that was about to face Stalin, to be ready to give their lives, okay, to Hashem if necessary, for Tyra truth. And that, that was in, what was it, 1927, Tafresh Zion, and then in 1981, I think, Tafresh Mem Aleph, I think, the Rebbe said the Mimer, the, the, the Rebbe said the Mimer Atatitzava, giving, taking this from the Rebbe Rayas's Mimer, taking it from the story of course, planting in us this ability to live that way forever. If you want your investments to grow, plant them in the month of August. Plant Purim and the mysterious nef of Purim and the Kiddush Hashem of Purim in the heart and soul and body of every single Jew forever. And what's it going to do? Will it grow or not if you plant it in other? Yes, it will grow. It will grow. So that's how they, Mordechai Yisadik planted that in us. And then the Rebbe Rayat took that and planted from Mordechai's mysterious nef, planted it in us for the next generation, for a generation that was facing Stalin. And then the Rebbe took that and planted in us for the generation that's going to go into Yemaisa Mashiach. The first leaders of Yemaisa Mashiach. But in Yemaisa Mashiach, nobody's going to have to give their life up to Hashem. Nobody's going to die for Hashem. Right. They absolutely won't. Everybody's going to... Dying of Kiddush Hashem is... It is what it is. Living Kiddush Hashem? Oh boy, now that's a job. So who's going to have the job? You and me. Yeah. You and I are going to have the job of living Kiddush Hashem. Exactly. Being the leaders. What do you think it means to be a leader in Yemite Mashiach? Living Kiddush Hashem. Not me. I don't know how to do getting that. Others to. And getting others to live Kiddush Hashem. I don't know how to do that stuff. Don't worry. It was already done for you. Yeah. But since the story of Purim, Every, well, that was for the, the, the special yeah, guys. Right. Well, just, that was, we could say, that was for the special people. That was the time of Hanukkah. There were the, the Maccabees, and they were very special people. And everybody else was watching, was kind of watching. Some people stepped into the Sirius Nefesh. But at the time of Hanukkah, not everybody stepped up but to the place. The Sirius Nefesh of the day. Right. So not everybody stepped up to the place at the time of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. But it Purim. Every Jew stepped up to the plate. So there we have it. A template. No pun. A template for the energy of every single Jew being ready to live Kiddush Hashem. And God forbid if they would have to die all Kiddush Hashem. That has, that, that story of form is the dogma, is the template for that. And therefore, um, as it says, we had I'm just going to read it in Hebrew to sum up. At every single hour, we were ready to be killed by Haman, if we had to, in order to not compromise on our relationship with Hashem. That is called Mysterious Nefesh HaKedosh Hashem. So, and not only that, we did not have one single foreign thought. How can you say that the entire Jewish people for one entire year 
did not have one foreign thought, that's impossible. It's not impossible if you're a Jew. And it's not impossible. That's kind of what you were put in, into this world to be. And it's not impossible if you have the Maishar Rebbeinu of the generation empowering you. If you're doing it on your own, forget it. If Maishar Rebbeinu of the generation, and Maishar Rebbeinu's birthday is an other, if, if he's doing it for you, then everything becomes possible. And so, and we could say, surely people in that year, when they were, didn't know, remember, for an entire year, people didn't know that the Megillah is going to happen. They didn't know that, oh, in the end, everything's going to be fine. They didn't know that. They were in the year leading up to that. They, they didn't have a, they didn't have a Haggadah. They didn't have Purim parties yet. It was, Yet, not yet Purim, it was pre-Purim. They didn't know how everything was going to come out. They didn't know, you know, just wait out the year, you see, we'll have a big victory, and, and somebody will make a magilla, and then we'll make parties, and we'll make hummantas. They did not know that. So that even shows the level of commitment. Where does it come from? Big tzaddikim? Maybe. No. Plain Jews, who are also could have thought, you know, it would make sense in a normal world to say, what's the point What's the point of everybody leaving the world? God forbid. Bow down a little bit. Stay here. You know, who needs, who needs all you guys out of the world? No one could do that. And that's because Maishu Rabbeinu's mazel, Maishu Rabbeinu's kaya, from his birthday in the month of Adar, permeated us so powerfully that it became revealed at that moment what a Jew really is. And since that moment, not what elevated Jews are, you know, uh, righteous Jews are. Jew, plain, raw Jew, kid, woman, man, little kid, big kid, plain guy, simple guy, scholar, no scholar, Jew. At that moment, in that year, Jew became synonymous with Kiddush Hashem. And since that moment, Jew and Kiddush Hashem is one, is one, is one thing. And we say, Hashem, give us the nice Kiddush Hashem, you know, to make a Kiddush Hashem, not, you know, the other one, God forbid. But, um, and how do we strengthen that? And also, we can negotiate with Hashem and say, how do I strengthen it? Give me opportunities to live Kiddush Hashem. Right. Don't, don't give the other stuff. Exactly. We don't, you know, we, we had it already. Don't give us the other one. Give us opportunities to live Kiddush Hashem. And then we say, I know, but so hard. And then we can say, Maishu Benu, you're empowering us with this. With this. The Maishu Benu of every generation. Give us the Kayak to do this. Because, not because. And, and, yeah, the Nasi Rakhal, and not only because this is what we should do. Nobody wants to do shoulds anymore. Because this living Kiddush Hashem and being a leader in Yemaisa Mashiach is actually, the, and as we're going into being leaders that are bringing the world to Yemaisa Mashiach is actually the only thing that can ever satisfy a Jew. Right. So everything else will just so spin is real. For now, I mean, anything that can satisfy a Jew really is, is, is Moshiach and right, uh, right, right. But I mean, right. In the meantime, the only thing that can satisfy. So, yeah, yes. 
So, so just to sum up, the, a Jew can get involved in lots and lots of things, but if it's not pure Kiddush Hashem, in the end, he's going to um, get feel burnt out. I feel like, I don't know, it's not going to feel to him like the real thing. The only thing, the very job that we are being given is good news, the only job that can ever satisfy us. Imagine that Hashem gives us a job that just doesn't fit us. This is, he's giving us the very job that is the only one that fits us. It's the only one that we really want. We don't know that we really want it, but in the end, everything else will just annoy us and frustrate us. Instead of everyone else into the train. Right. So this is the only one, the only one and only job, and it is the job of stepping into right, living Esam and Nefesh, living Kiddush Hashem, living from the place of the Maida Ani of Ayit. So may we, before this forum comes, Parsha Zachar, step into this energy of we are here, the leaders, to bring the world to Yemaisa Mashiach, and we'll be the leaders in Yemaisa Mashiach, together with Maisha Rabbein and the Maisha Rabbein of the generation, Mashiach of the generation. May we find ourselves there immediately now. Amen.